0: Who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America. Happy Tuesday, a very busy, newsy Tuesday. Welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. We've got the show of shows for you. We'll be right back after hearing from our great partner sponsors and advertisers. Folks, Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals. Ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year and then the inflation data came out.
1: Joining us now is a Wisconsin congressman who has worked very hard on the Oversight Committee, not just as it pertains to the ongoing investigations into the Biden family and their many lucrative foreign business dealings, but also on the conditions of the southern border and illegal immigration. During a committee hearing, he asked President Biden's acting Labor Secretary, Julie Sue, if the department attempts to reunite or communicate with the parents of migrant children, who are working illegally and she didn't really have any substantive answer, any good information. Joining us now to discuss this and more is Congressman Glenn Grothman. Congressman, thank you so much for being here
2: on the show. Yes, it was certainly surprising how little she knew or cared to know about all the minors we have working in this country. This was a scandal in part broke by the New York Times. You know, young children, you know, under age 16, working third shift. Uh, I would say the first thing I'd do if I had this found out this was happening is I'd find out where the parents she had no idea where the parents are. No interest.
1: Well, and something you so brilliantly pointed out is that during the last administration, people in your town were very concerned about where the parents were of these children, you know, child separation policies, as they called them under President Trump. Why aren't they concerned about that separation now? She, she seemed very unconcerned or maybe just didn't have any lack of uh, speed when it comes to finding out
2: absolutely a much more serious situation under president trump they made a big deal if some kids were separated from their parents for 10 or 12 days here we have children who may be separated from their parents for the rest of their lives and there's no interest in even finding them or contacting the guardians or finding out you know who is in charge of these children? There is, I, I suppose, they'll find the businesses who are maybe employing these kids illegally. But no concern about the broken families, which is very frustrating and shows the hypocrisy of the uh, of the left when it comes to young children being apart from their parents.
0: Man. sir, you have done so much work to protect the most vulnerable victims of the open border. You revealed to us that there are 85,000 of these children that the United States government lost after they brought them into the country. They lost track of them. Then you revealed that the uh, the federal government wasn't screening people working in the migrant placement centers to make sure they weren't a sex offenders, posing risk to the children. And then, of course, you've also uh, helped us understand how bad the decision is to end the familial DNA testing, which is one way the Border Patrol can find children who are being illegally trafficked for sex or other drug cartel uh, heinous crimes. Um, It doesn't seem in all three cases that the Biden administration gave you a satisfactory solution to what are very serious problems. Why is that?
2: I think they're rolling the dice and figuring the public is not going to care about this immigration, including things as outlandish as children being brought over by people they claim are their parents. Turns out they're not. Or, you know, the children can be delivered to uh, somebody who claims to be an uncle, maybe an uncle, maybe not. Uh, So it, it just surprises me how little they care. And like I said, they find a child working third shift in a factory who's 15 year old. You think they'd say, tell the parents what's going on here. They don't care about where the parents are. It just doesn't matter. Their number one priority through this whole thing is get as many people in this country as possible. Human trafficking, we don't care. 14 years old with somebody who is not related Apparently, we, we're, we're not going to look into the DNA tests anymore. So wherever you look, their attitude is just as long as more people come here. People break the law once they're here. Should we deport them? No, we don't care. The whole goal is to get as many people in America as quickly as possible. Wow. Hmm.
1: Sir, hypocrisy in politics is something that you find pretty readily available in Washington, um, and it doesn't escape uh, law enforcement, either the FBI yesterday, a poll came out, I believe, from Rasmussen regarding Americans faith in the FBI. And you sit on oversight committee. So you guys are just waiting for more information from Christopher Wray. Sixty um, percent uh, said that they believe that it's likely that the FBI covered for Joe Biden or Hunter Biden and 48 percent. It's very likely. What does this say about what appears to be a very broken system there in Washington?
2: Broken. But I think it comes back to the universities. You gotta remember today, most of these FBI agents came from a university, frequently the high end universities, and it seems as though the more prestigious the university, the more left wing it is. So they're a function of the universities. They go to work for the FBI, and their goal, sadly for too many people, is not cracking down on drugs. Apparently their goal is to prop up progressive, uh progressive politicians, in this case, Joe Biden. Yeah, such, a,
0: such an amazing dynamic. And you hear it from a lot of line FBI agents who see their agency transforming exactly along the lines uh, that you said. Sir, uh, there is uh, the debt deal and obviously uh, the American public approves of it. Kevin McCarthy's approval rate has skyrocketed over 50 percent. He's perhaps the most popular leader in Washington now. Uh, but there is a group of your colleagues on the Freedom Caucus who are unhappy. They're protesting. They held up things on the floor this week. Tell us the dynamic and where you fall on it.
2: I voted for it to uh, raise the debt limit and I want the public to understand exactly what was at stake. Okay. Prior to this whole negotiation, I would have guessed based on my eight years in Congress that the increase in spending and what we call discretionary spending for the year beginning October 1st would have been six to eight percent. Okay, And this is at a time when inflation is 5 or 6%, but just knowing that the Senate is run by the Democrats, Joe Biden wants more spending, probably a 6 to 8%. Kevin McCarthy cut a deal on discretionary spending where it would fall by about a half a percent. And that's really what we were on voting last week. Do you want a, an unknown but probably 6 to 8% increase, or do you want a half a percent cut? I mean, and those were the only two, two things out there. If the whole thing fell down, we just would have raised the debt limit without arguing about uh, next year's spending at all. The people who voted no, they looked at the Republican negotiating position and they saw a 7 or 8% cut. That was a negotiating position voted on solely by Republicans about two months ago, two and a half months ago. Um, but no serious person would expect our negotiating position was where we're going to find up, find, uh, wind up. You would not have expected Joe Biden or Chuck Schumer to rubber stamp a negotiating position the Republicans had. So there are people who took a walk, people who said, well, I'm just going to be critical of the of the deal. Kevin McCarthy cut because, you know, whatever motivation. But the choice On the day we took the vote is, do you want a half a percent cut in government spending or a six percent increase? Or do you want no deal at all? Those were the three choices. An eight percent cut was not on the table. And I appreciate the naivete of some of my colleagues if they really thought the Republicans are going to get their negotiating position. But that's not (laughs) the way the real world works. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Congressman, I want to bring it back home or home for you to the state that you represent, Wisconsin. Um, Republicans in the House are in a different place now than they were a few months ago. But as John said, it seems that there is uh, there was some unity that was enjoyed earlier in the year that might be a little bit fractured as of now. Considering Wisconsin and its swing state status, the fact that the Republican Party has definitely got its eyes on Wisconsin for next year in the general election. How do you bring that unity back together so that you can win Wisconsin?
2: I think there'll be unity in Wisconsin. It'll be driven by fear of Joe Biden. I mean, whether you're looking at the border, which we just talked about, you have got to get rid of Joe Biden. If you are concerned about inflation, you have got to get rid of Joe Biden. If you're concerned about the out-of-control welfare for low-income housing and such, you've got to get rid of Joe Biden. And I think that fear and dread of another
0: four years of Joe Biden will cause Republicans to unify All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, Hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Hey, folks. It's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out or a family member for free. What a great opportunity.
1: Secretary Peter O'Rourke, a great honor to have you back here on the show tonight. Thank you, sir. It's
3: great to be with you, Amanda. Thank you for having me on.
1: My pleasure. And I want to start with something that um, seems to be an enduring problem for this administration uh, with respect to their nominees. Now, someone with critical thought who would I uh, would would wonder why time after time, many of their nominees are having issues getting through the process. But the latest one is for the position of a deputy uh, secretary of the VA, Tanya Bradshaw. I think she currently serves as chief of staff. There have been some questions regarding her and her security and protection of data as it regards veterans. Can you talk to us about this nominee and some of those shaky things in her history?
3: Yeah, this this all seems to center around what's what's been a challenge uh, for the VA both uh, on the career side with political appointees as well, especially from this administration. And that's protecting veterans and protecting veterans from a healthcare perspective, but also from their information, what they want to have shared, uh, how you know employees that are veterans are viewed internally if they decide to speak out if they become a whistleblower, we see these problems across government. But at VA, it seems particularly acute in the sense of the failures that we see continuously. And this latest one with this views system that falls primarily under the chief of staff as their responsibility was the chief of staff once. I know a lot about that system. But when people view or believe that that system is being misused, Everyone knows that a lot of people have access to it, and so it, it worries people that, you know, potentially their personal information, healthcare information is being shared in a lot of places that they don't believe is appropriate.
1: Yeah, that, that type of information that type of being protected is something that our federal government used to take seriously. Um, I wanted to ask you also about something that I saw out of a testimony last week in a hearing last week. Uh, Veterans Affairs disclosed that disability claims backlog is going to grow to 400,000 or more in the coming year i know you know you and i frequently have conversations about failures within veterans affairs and how that's one of the departments in my opinion within the federal government that should have the least issues because our veterans should be prioritized uh but this that's a really really concerning number to emerge
3: it's really concerning amanda because this isn't the first time you know we had the same challenge uh, when when the, the Trump administration took over and, and we brought a new team into VA and we saw that the, you know the the claims process was broken, tried to fix it, passed some good legislation, did a lot of made a lot of changes that resulted in at one point you know a pre-pandemic backlog of 65,000. That's not good enough, but that's a whole lot better than what we look at today. It spiked at about 200,000 during the pandemic, which is also not acceptable, but, but understandable. And now we're going in close to 400,000. I even hear up to you know getting more than that. And yet we have, we have a, a group there now that sends lower level executives to answer the questions of Congress that says that there's been a plan, but they've been saying that for two and a half years now, that they have a better plan to address claims Yet they're already prepping us for a 400,000 case backlog, which we know those of us that have worked in that process is going to be much more than that. And when you think of a veteran having to wait six, seven a year, maybe two for his claim or her claim to be adjudicated, to get their rating, to get the support they need, it's just a shame because we've proven, we know that that doesn't have to be the case. And leadership needs to step in and fix this problem or new leadership needs to come in. And maybe that's the challenge with, you know, our uh, the current nominee is, you know, when you're in the system and, and you've kind of already seen some of the failures but have failed to do something about it, maybe it's time for somebody new to come in that can address these issues immediately, um, or maybe we need a new administration someday to take care of it again. But we can't wait that long.
1: Yeah, I think you're spot on. And, you know, I, I know that the wheels of government turn very slowly. So oftentimes and administration's policies take a while to go into effect and therefore take a while to trickle down to uh, Americans. In this case, it's veterans, though. And I know you spend a lot of time with veterans. And you speak to those those folks, those men and women who served our country across the nation. Are they feeling the difference between the Trump administration's policies, your policies working in conjunction with President Trump and this administration's?
3: They really do. You know, the, the pandemic was a uh, was it was an, a weird interruption of, of progress that was being made. But then when we came out of that, it should have been snapping right back into that and yet they don't see that, and and we don't see it collectively. Those of us that that watch the VA on a daily basis and try to figure out what's going on, but I can tell you from you know outside the DC bubble, veterans just they see the VA the way they used to see it, which is just a failed institution, not worth you know getting involved in, and they're just turning away to to other uh, to, to other ways to support their fellow veterans or to try try to take care of these issues, which. It's a shame because we spend way too much money in the VA, spend way much too much time and there's too much focus on it for it not to be effective in what its role and responsibility is.
1: Absolutely. And something that I that I have noticed over the last three or four election cycles, something that I think is vitally important to we're never going to be able to fix Washington, but but making positive changes in Washington, I've seen many more veterans run for office. Um, I'm hoping that that's going to be the case going forward. I think that it's vitally important for veterans to actually be lawmakers. Uh, do you think that that trend is going to continue up?
3: It's a trend that started with the creation of our country, and I hope it continues to increase. Um, it's a great crop of, of freshman veteran legislators uh, this year. Uh, we're looking at uh, you know multiple candidates for president that are that are veterans. All of that is a great contribution to our political process when veterans have a strong voice. We may not make up a large percentage of the population of the United States, but but it's a strong percentage of folks that have a clear understanding of the national security of the United States, what needs to be done, not just to take care of veterans, but to take care of all Americans in almost any industry or any aspect of their life that, that government has a part of, and hopefully that becomes less, but veterans really understand what freedom means because they've sacrificed everything for that so it's a great trend oh, yeah. to see
1: yeah i think if washington had less lawyers and more veterans we would probably be in a much better place in this country um a moment ago sir you mentioned <laughs> the the weird interruption that was COVID, and there's something else very weird happening in our nation's military this whole transgender thing or as biden said of the weekend transgester. um Two years ago, in June of 2021, with much fanfare, the Biden administration announced that they were going to be covering gender affirming surgery for transgender veterans. The department is now saying that it doesn't really have a timeline on that. There's no uh there's no stick in the sand as far as when that's actually going to happen. Now, I uh, I have a lot of things to say about this, but at, at the root of all of it is another empty Biden promise,
3: isn't it? Well, it's another trend. Right. Um, and I would I would correct just one one aspect there. They did say two years. So they did give a timeline yeah. that they're not sticking to even for a political priority for this administration, which has been transgender issues. Uh, abortion was another issue that was a priority for them. They got that rule done very quickly, even though it goes directly against federal statute and federal rules for the V.A., what I suspect, Amanda, is that this is another example where they'll hold this rule, whether or not they have figured out a way to work around statute to write it, but, but assuming that they have, since this is not the first time they would have done it, that they're waiting for an opportune time. And I don't know if that's later on this fall, uh, next year during a contentious uh, election cycle, but I suspect that, that they will, given that they've already shown that they will ignore federal law to write a federal regulation to, to get what they want politically. So I don't I don't suspect that um, they're holding this off uh, for any other reason other than political reasons.
1: Well, I hope it's held off for a very long time, to be honest. Um, Mr. Secretary, before we go, I wanted to ask you, though, about Healing Road. Um, I watched the video of this, as I told you before we came to air. I mean, it, it nearly brought me to tears. Tell us about it.
3: It's a great project. Uh, Healing Road is a documentary about Travis Hall. He's a special forces uh, a medic, a breacher, has had all the, the issues that you would expect when it comes, whether it's mental health or uh, just the ops tempo of, of what we've dealt with for the past couple decades. But he found a, an incredibly creative and, and heartfelt way to serve as fellow veterans, to, to serve the community. And really this fits within something that I've seen that that is so encouraging as communities finding solutions for mental health issues. And I encourage everybody to go to YouTube, search Healing Road, watch the video, and uh, more to come to that. All right,
0: folks, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna wrap things up for the day. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain, and you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a health care provider. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered... That scammer has forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home It's hard to believe, but that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. I'm really grateful that each of you could join today. Now, one reminder, a lot of people say, hey, John, do you have an app at the Just the News? And the answer is we sure do. Not only do we have an app, it's in the Apple store. It's also in the Android store. It allows you to take the Just the News experience and go in three different ways. You can watch. Our videos and television shows, you can listen to this podcast and many others like it, like Victor Davis Hanson, or you can read the stories that we do a day, 50, 60, 70 stories a day of the breaking news, investigative reporting, accountability reporting, go to the iOS app store or the Android store today, download the Just the News app, read, watch, listen, three great ways to experience the Just the News content and to join the Just the News family. And if you really want to get involved with the family and say, hey, I want to support your investigative reporting john solomon i want to support the great reporters and the producers and the bookers and everybody that works to make the just the news experience possible you can do something really inexpensive that makes a big difference all you got to do is join the just the news vip club that's right what do you get for the vip club first off ad free experience on the website and on your newsletters no ads no dancing videos no autoplay videos An ad-free experience on Just the News 24-7. Plus, once a month, you get to hang out with me at JustTheNews.com. We have a town hall. I sit and answer your questions for an hour. We talk about issues you care about. We cover topics that the other media aren't covering. It's an incredible experience to join the family The immediate family of the Just the News team. Great opportunity. Sometimes we bring in our reporters. It's always a delightful time. If you want to get involved in that, go to justthenews.com slash subscribe justthenews.com slash subscribe. Quick way to get into the club. It's 4 dollars a month, $44.99 a year. Great way to support our journalism, make a difference, and get an enormous benefit yourself. So go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up. John Solomon reports the podcast from Just the News. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great night. God bless this great country of the United States. Be sure to go to justthenews.com if you need that news fix. we got you covered 24-7. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group.